Welcome to Sweeping the Country. One more time, a special vault edition. And uh, also welcome to the program, Mr. Jimmy Carter. You hold the keys to the vault, Jimmy. Oh, let me tell you, I just got to let this one out. It was done like 1982, I believe it was, because we talked about what he was going to be like when he turned 60. (laughs) And so, and now he's 82. Uh, Sir Tom Jones is who he is. I think he's the most famous singer ever from Wales. I think that's probably easy to say. He was such a big deal. He was a contemporary of Elvis. Uh, They knew each other in Las Vegas when that was going on. Wow, I didn't know that. He had 36 top 40 hits in England, 19 in the United States. Big voice. I remember his hands. That's one thing I remember about him. We did the interview in like the middle of the night too, like one o'clock in the morning because his deal was he was like Elvis. He would do a gig and then he would go ahead and fly in a charter the next day. I mean that night to wherever he was going. So he'd go to bed like Elvis did at five o'clock in the morning or something. So his time for being interviews, being available was like one in the morning. So we did this at an airport hangar at the Nashville airport. I'll never forget it because nobody else wanted to do that. And I did because I, I thought he was great. I loved, he was, he did the theme from the Bond movie, 1965 Thunderball. Oh yeah. uh, Delilah. She's a lady. What's new pussycat. It's not unusual. I mean, these songs are evergreen songs and I, I always liked him. So it was cool. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back up. You're in the hangar. What about his hands? (laughs) Were oh, they his gi- hands. Were they giant? He, or he's they- from Wales. He's from a, yeah. a family with, I remember shaking his hands. Yeah. And I remember, I just remember that from a number. I remember Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s hands. <laughs> I remember Mike Ditka's hands. They're all kind of big and fat. I mean, these, the fingers, like they're each one of their fingers is like almost two fingers of mine. <laughs> Big, strong, so Tom Jones you know, like working man's hands. hands. The, yeah. Working man's hands. Fascinating. You know? Fascinating. And I just remember, I remember Dale, <laughs> Dale Sr.'s hands. You know, he was gripping that steering wheel. Yeah. And I remember Tom Jones's hands, who could have easily, as he talked about here, been a coal miner, except he had some fam- children's diseases or something. Yeah. And then I remember Mike Decca, who was a lineman. Yeah. You know, before yeah. he was a Chicago Bears coach. Those are three hands. That's just weird. <laughs> I think about that, but I just remembered their hands. But anyway, it's just, you know, the things you remember about the yeah. famous people. But he was just one of those that I definitely did did remember. I used to go with my mother to the corner shop, your know, grocery, grocery shop. And um, I used to get up and sing. And this is before I can even remember. It's when I was a very small child. And, uh, you know, the shopkeeper knew my mother and he knew that I sang. So he used to stand me up on, a, on an orange crate, mm-hmm. and I would sing, you know, for the travelers that would come in there, the bakers, you know, and the, and the green gross, grocer people that would come in with their wares, and I would sing for these, uh, for these travelers, you know. It was a night, oh, what a night it was, it really was such a night. The moon uh, was The fellow that, that owned the shop said, hey, you know, this, this kid doesn't sing for nothing, let's... So they used to carry the bag, you know, with the, with the money. A lot where I come from in, in South Wales, a lot of people sing. It was a kiss. What a kiss it was. It really was such a kiss. You're the son of a coal miner. Right. How close did you become to being a coal miner? Uh, well, I had tuberculosis when I was 12 years old. So mining was out. But I, I'm sure if I hadn't had 
TB, you know, when I was a kid, more than likely I would have gone into the mine because, you know, in the town that I came from, most of the youngsters were, were going into the mine. As soon as they left school, that was the, the most natural thing to do. Either that or factory work, you know, or construction. But the mines, uh, when I was a child, were still, uh, or when I was growing up, were still very heavy in Wales. Not so much anymore, but, but they were then. So uh, I would have definitely become a miner, I suppose. Okay. You were married at 15? 16. 16. And you had a son shortly after that. Right. And then apparently your financial status was at such at the time that you had to live with your mother and father-in-law. Right. What do you remember about those times in your life? Do you uh, think about them ever? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, um, I've always been very lucky. I've always felt lucky. It's, uh, I've never really had any hardships. You know, I was brought up in a, a good background, good family environment. And then when, when we got married, you know, I just moved in with my wife's uh, parents in their house. It was like a, a very natural thing that, that happened. You know, there was, no, um, there was no problem there. And then my son was born, and, uh, and then my father-in-law died. And, uh, you know, so I was, I was the man of the house then. Thank you very much. You had a number of Grammy nominations. You won a Grammy. You had a number one record. You had million sellers, maybe a couple at the time. Uh, you had lots of money. The thing that I couldn't um, grasp for quite some time was uh, the amount of money that hotels, uh, you know, hotel rooms and uh, and food in a fine restaurant, you know, and, and wines and things like that. When I when I'd look at a menu in a restaurant, you know, a good restaurant in London. And I'd say, my God, people can't be really paying this kind of money for, for food, you know, food and wine, because where I come from, it was, was no, nowhere near that, you know, the prices. And I, Probably I, a month's salary for a bottle of wine. Exactly. I remember um, my manager ordering caviar, and it was, uh, I can't remember exactly how much it was, but the, when I first saw it, I said, you can't, you can't eat that. You know, I mean, look at the price of it. And he said, so, you know, what's, what's the matter with you, you, you know? We're making a lot of money, it doesn't matter, I said. But you know, it was rubbing me the wrong way for quite a time before I could get accustomed to... To being instantly rich. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I, I never realized that things cost so much money before, you know, coming from a small town. And uh, although I was making a lot of money, it, it still... Were you scared to spend it? Well, not so much scared to spend it. I thought, well, what am I getting for this? You know, what is it? What is so important about uh, these things that, that it costs so much money? But then you learn more, you know, I mean, as, as time goes on. I remember when I first went to London, Gordon, I used to smoke uh, cigarettes and I used to drink beer, you know. And Gordon, my manager, said to me, one day, you know, you're going to be smoking cigars and you're going to be drinking champagne. And I said, no way, because I enjoy smoking cigarettes and I enjoy drinking beer. But then as time went on, it changes. You become accustomed to things. You start to, you start to live like, uh, you know, like, like, 
like you should, I suppose, or like you become accustomed to. All right, during this time of transition, did you ever get to a point where your career was running you instead of you running your career? No, I was, I was uh, singing the songs that I wanted to sing. It was um, working out well as far as uh, I was lucky enough to get good songs to record. So I didn't really have to record anything that I didn't like. You know, I mean, some people, uh, I'm sure that, that, that they molded into, into something just because it's commercial. You know, well, I was lucky enough to, to have a commercial style anyway. And then lucky enough to get the right song. So it was, it was going along basically the way, the way that I had hoped it would. All right, your hits. What's your favorite song? I'm Never Gonna Fall In Love Again. Okay. Your least favorite hit? Um, first thing that comes to your mind, without embarrassment. Well, at the beginning, I mean, <clears throat> when I first, <clears throat> excuse me, when I first heard What's New Pussycat, I didn't like it. You know, Burt Bacharach wrote it, and uh, he played it and sang it to me, uh, you know, sang and played it to me on the piano. And uh, Bert doesn't sing too well. <laughs> I mean, he would admit that himself. So I couldn't quite uh, get the tune. And uh, but then he showed me the movie of What's New Pussycat, and he said, "Look, this—it's a crazy song for a crazy film. Just think of it like that, and don't think of it, you know, as, as being an important song. You know, as, as far as a song is concerned, it's a fun song." So after uh, listening to it and after recording it, I, I, then it grew on me. But the first first time off, I I thought it was a joke. fan's favorite record? Uh, I would think Delilah. All right, the song you're most identified with. Huh? It all depends, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it all depends in uh, what part of the world I am. You know, I mean, like in, in the States, and especially in the South, I, I would imagine the, the Green Green Grass of Home would be, you know, the biggest record. But the, the biggest record that I've had throughout the United States is uh, She's a Lady. Well, she knows what I'm about. She can take what I dish out. may get tired of being asked about the fan part. Uh, the women in your audiences traditionally, and I'm, I guess this was this way maybe in the, in the early 60s as well when you were just coming out, they do act crazy. Mm -hmm. Have you ever figured it out, even after 19 years of success, what makes them go crazy? Yeah, I think it's a combination of uh, the sound that I make, 
vocally, uh, plus the songs that I sing, and the way that I put them across on stage, which is a, uh, a masculine, sexy kind of way. Uh, I feel the same way as Elvis Presley felt, you know, and we talked about this together many times in Vegas. Uh, he felt same way as I do, that you, you should give people something to watch as well as listen to. If you're going to be up on that stage, you know, they, they're, they're not only listening to you, they're watching you, so you better, you know, give them something to watch. And if you're singing songs, <coughs> excuse me, if you're singing songs, love songs, or songs that have some kind of sex in them, then why not portray them in, in that way? I'll be there. I'll be there. Just, just hang on a minute. Thank you very much, and um, good evening, ladies. All right. And thank you, gentlemen, for bringing them here this evening. How do the men react to you? Yes. Do you feel a little uncomfortable performing to some of those men, since you'd really do a female type of show, I think? Uh, well, the only time I've ever really come up against that was um, in the talk of the town. I, I played in a nightclub in London called the talk of the town. And one night, the place was sold to a convention with all men. Mm. And I thought, my God, I, I'd never sang to all men before. And I went on stage and they, they loved it. I mean, they could see that, uh, you know, one thing that, I, that, I'm, that I'm very pleased about, that I have a strong masculine voice. So uh, I, I just sang more ballads. I didn't move quite as much and uh, sang to them. And it, it came across and everybody was very, very happy. As a, but in a, in a normal audience, when men are there with, with their wives or with their girlfriends, sometimes a man will come up with his wife mm -hmm. to the stage, you know, and say, Tom, for God's sake, give my wife a kiss. She's driving me mad. <clears throat> you know, and, and I do. And, and I'm sure that the fellas, they take it all in fun. I've never had a, a bad experience with, with, with a man. Uh, you know, getting jealous or getting uh, a little uh, nasty towards me and never touch wood. I mean, that's... All right, all right. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Don. I'll get to you. I'll get to you all. Believe me. Or I'll die in the attempt. Let's say we're here in this place 20 years from tonight. You are 62 years old. Will Tom Jones be doing the same show he does every night, or will he be uh, in a different way? I mean, can you keep the pace up, you think, for 20 more years? Uh, I hope so. The only thing that's going to slow me down is age. I mean, that's, I suppose I will mellow out when I, when I, get, when I get older. But I'm going to try and, that's why I try and keep as uh, fit as I possibly can. I work out a lot, you know, and I, I try and keep but when physical. you're 62, you, you're not feared of being in the nursing well, home with these women. Finally get you and you can't fight back. Uh, <laughs> I think that, uh, I mean, Sinatra's done it. But that again, you know. But he doesn't quite move the same way you do. No, so Frank Sinatra is basically a crooner. You know, I mean, he's a, he is, has that uh, kind of sound. But um, I'm, I'm going to do what I do as long as I possibly can. How long it'll last, I don't know. You know, physically, I mean. But uh, if I can do it when I'm 62, I certainly will. I know that it's late, and I really should leave you alone. But 
Tom Jones is a sex symbol, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's 82 now. He's still playing. But I remember, and I think we talk about it here in the interview, yeah. if we haven't already. I just remember, just kind of, I remember that women were throwing underwear and stuff on stage. Oh, he was one of those, huh? That was one of those. Engelbert <laughs> would less, Engelbert Humperdinck, oh, yeah. less or so. I don't know that they did that for Elvis. They would they have. must have, but, yeah. But, I mean, Tom Jones, literally, it was a women's lingerie show. They all <laughs> took underwear and got to be a thing. I was at one show and saw it happen. Do they? And I wonder they if they take it do. off. They were, they were, they brought it with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder you if know, they still uh, do it at his shows. I mean, he's what, 82, you said now? He does a show? I don't know. He you still think? looks great, you he know, does. and he's, he he's on some of these BBC shows every once in a while. He's not unusual to be loved by anyone. He's not unusual to have fun with anyone. But when I see you hanging about with anyone, he's not unusual to see me cry. I want to die. He's not unusual to go out at any time. When I see you out and about, it's such a crime. Sir Tom Jones, uh, God, so many great songs, uh, classic entertainer, very similar, you know, in that stage persona of an Elvis type Presley, you know, moving around, oh, doing yeah. it, and all that stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. similar yeah, British yeah. type guy and iconic in England for sure. Well, very he much even, you know, not too long ago, he did something with Lady Gaga and I thought that was pretty good too. I mean, even the yeah, younger he artists. You know, he's had some hits over the years. One song was called Kiss yeah. that he did and he still shows up periodically on shows and 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 this just you know he I thought he was a cool guy then I still think he's a cool guy and I always loved his music and she's a lady you know just the big production songs and oh, yeah. he had the voice that could pull it off indeed big indeed. voice guy you know he was you know he you know he could really yes, really tear it up he it really out. tear it up hey if nothing yeah. else if everybody listening to this right now if you do nothing else Go download a Tom Jones song and just listen to it. Just yeah. pick one and go back. If you don't know but who he is, maybe he's not your era or whatever. To, it's not unusual yeah. to be loved. By You'll be anyone. snapping he's, your fingers. To and, me, it reminds me of a Sinatra or a Dean Martin, yeah, the Rat Pack, Engelbert yeah. Humperdinck, uh, Tom Jones, all these crooners. You know, they. Yep. But but his his stuff had a lot of energy and power behind it. Would you always think, a lot of power? You think guys like Michael Bublé now? look toward Tom Jones for some of the, the moves. They can't and, pull it off though. It's I different. Mean, they don't you're have right. that voice. You're, you're right. They don't you're have right. that. It, you know, he's not a bass voice. Yeah. He's not a high voice like baritone. Frankie Valley. Yeah. He was a baritone power singer. Yeah. And these songs had power, even green, green grass of home. That was a famous country song. He made it his. Yeah. I mean, you listen to the resonance. I mean, if you've never discovered Tom Jones, yes, yes. wow. 
you're in for a treat. I remember I, I've discovered singers over the years that I didn't know much about. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like Ella Fitzgerald was one of those. I oh, didn't really know much about so her. So good. And then you start listening to some of that stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, and, and some of the big band things. But no, this guy had a voice, has a voice, and a pretty fascinating guy. And I'm glad we got to speak back in 1982. But uh, hearing him talk about, you know, his his life before that he's a sex symbol even as a young man singing to a funeral director's convention or whatever that was and that audience was just flat as a pancake but anyway (laughs) the great tom jones sir sir tom jones still collecting women's underwear at 82 i'm guessing god what did he do with all this i don't know where that all stuff went i don't (laughs) i don't either uh if you like what you heard today tune in go back look at some more archives uh jimmy you've got so many great interviews it's called the vault on sweeping the country we do it every week uh, check it out. You can go there and look for your favorite artists and uh, listen to. And if you want to watch the actual interview, where do they go, Jimmy? Uh, ask, it's that's Jimmy Carter on YouTube. You got to avoid all the President Carter stuff to get to it, but it will show up eventually. If you go to AskJimmyCarter.com, there's some buttons on there where you can go to YouTube and it takes you right to it. Easy to do. Until next time on Sweeping the Country, the special Vault Edition. I'm Derek Walker. He is. I'm Jimmy Carter. Good day.